episode four, the best episode four yet. I'm your host, John Wesley Norton, and I am so happy you are here. Here's what's up. I have a very interesting interview with one of the top brass of independent cinema, who has appeared in so many films. I hear there has been a special congressional committee formed to investigate the career of Mr. Joe Estevez. What will they find? My guess? Talent, an incredible work ethic, and an unparalleled love for the craft of acting. Also, there is a What is John Smoking segment where I discuss another one of my favorite premium cigars. So buckle up, turn it up, and welcome my friend, Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez, my friend, how are you today? I'm well, and and it's terrific to hear your voice, John, and how are you? Yeah, things are going okay. Staying busy. That's all I can really say. I've been staying very, very busy. Well, you know what? If if you're staying busy uh, making movies, you're uh, you're doing better than a lot of other uh, movie makers out there. (laughs) You know, I, I asked the internet, and it told me that you are a actor, a director, a producer, but I also know... That you're a writer, and it also said that you're a pretty cool guy. Well, I, I love that. I love that uh, pretty cool guy uh, part of it. It also says that I am worth five million dollars. I, lo- I like to know that that money is laying around because I could certainly <laughs> use a couple of those right now. You know, isn't it strange yeah. how they put what people are worth on the internet like it's some kind of game or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I it, honestly it, it, don't know where that comes from either. But 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 it's not, it's nice to know they they think that highly of me, at least financially speaking. You know? <laughs> uh, I also noticed online uh, the internet told me that you have been active since 1973, as if before that you were just sitting in a chair somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, that was uh, that was the first professional gig that that I did, but. The past six or seven years before that, though, I was, you know, John, when I, 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 I wanted to be a, a stage actor. I mean, I, I love the stage. I still, I still love the stage. And I, I could never uh, see myself as, as a film actor. I thought it was very artificial and that uh, for, a, for a professional actor, the stage was the thing. So I was a, a, a stage actor until I got my first gig on film and I, I discovered that marvelous possibilities of a, of a close-up. I mean, what, what you could say with your face. They are. A, a word. And, and I just, I, I immediately fell in love with them. They're two completely different disciplines, aren't they? Yes. 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 Yeah. Do you still well, do I, stage yeah. work from time to time? I do. I do. Uh, about three years ago, I, with a very good friend of mine, uh, uh, Nick Harden, we uh, toured all of uh, Northern and uh, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland in a play called the, the Short Wake, and uh, I still do do stage readings and uh, uh, not so much a, you know a, a run of a play anymore because it's just so uh, so time consuming. And if you commit to if you commit to a theater play, uh, you know you have to you have to turn down film work. So. 
But I love it. I, I, I still love it. I, I like to do stage readings whenever I can. I think that is the one thing. I don't know if you know this, but my degree is actually in theater. I did not know that. Yeah. Dude. And the, um, but you're right. The time that it takes to do a play is uh, a little oppressive if you're trying to do other things in the, yeah. in the field. Yeah. And you, and you just have to be totally uh, devoted to it. I know these, these actors that tour and uh, play leads in, in theaters, and, you know, big, big houses, four, seven hundred you know, they make top four, $600 a, a week. That's tops. If you play into a full house, you know, you just can't live on that. You just, you just, uh, so it's a shame. Now, who sets up a tour of, uh, like, how did that come about? What's the business uh, side of that? Yeah. I, I, I you know, my, my friend Nick Hard was living in Ireland at the time, Irish, Irish wife, and he became friends with this uh, lady, this Lady McNaughton. And she actually was a lady, and she lived in a, in a castle in Northern Ireland, and she was a, a theatrical uh, marvelous, marvelous human being. And she, and, 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 and even then, John, it was only a two character play, you know, and we, we traveled in a car, uh, with the, the cast that us and the producer, director, and, and the stage manager, uh, and, and the stage manager drove the other car with all the, uh, all the props. And that's how we, we got back and forth. So it, it, it wasn't cheap. But it was a lot less expensive than, you know, putting on a man that came to dinner or something like that. Sure. I'm yeah. I'm surprised, honestly, that you have time to do that kind of thing because I asked the internet and I was told that as of today, you have been involved in three hundred and forty one projects. Congratulations, Joe. You win. <laughs> You're the winner. Congratulations. Oh my God. I thought I was exhausted before hearing that number. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I've worked with you at least half a dozen times. And yeah. I mean, I've always had a great time working with you. You've always been a gentleman, except for those couple times, which I won't mention. <laughs> yeah, but let's not speak about those. Speak about those. But what a thrill working with you and, and, and the ensemble that, that, uh, that you've gathered around yourself. Now, oh, I, I mean, appreciate you know, that. that. You know, and just, just great, great, terrific actors. And I mean, you draw from a pool of actors there in the, in the tri-state area that are just as good, if not better, than, than anybody here that, that's in Hollywood. You know, but it's like the terrific actors, but, uh, you know, they decided to, to, to stay around home. And, and uh, you know, you draw from that pool and... Uh, Man, it's it's terrific coming back there and working with all those folks. There's yeah. there's talent everywhere. Um, as many, yeah. In fact, I mean, there are probably more filmmakers now than than ever before, right? Oh yes. And, and I'm and shooting and shooting films on their iPhones. Oh, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. That's and good films. There are. I mean, you've worked with so many up and coming talented filmmakers. I think that you are in a unique position to gauge the future of independent film. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, where, uh, where is this going? Boy, John, and, and, and I, you not only make me 
you know, write the films and direct them, but you sell them also. So, you know, you know how, how much tougher that is than it was uh, in the 90s. Now you make a, a good film and, it, it, you know, throw it out there in, in, in the film market. They get really very little of any respect and they're sold as, uh, as bundles. You know, your film might be absolutely terrific where your films are. And uh, the uh, distributor uh, throws it in with a bundle of uh, nine or ten other films and uh, and sells them to whatever countries and stuff for next to nothing. And the filmmaker, they, you know, they take it in the shorts it, quite often, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's you. You really have to love film, and I think that now that you have your own company and you're master of, of your fate. I think that's really is the way that a, a filmmaker has to go. I mean, it's tough out there in the nineties where, you know, really, I think where I, I was in my prime as far as independent films go, you know, you make a good film, you got a fair price for it. And it was seen all over the world. Um, not the case now. And I, I, I think that, that, one of the reasons is what you mentioned earlier. There's so many filmmakers out there. It's the market is just flooded uh, in, in the filmmakers out there to terrific filmmakers like yourself, but other filmmakers that are just, uh, you know, giving a lick of a promise, know very little about film. And, uh, you know, and that's selling, that film is selling right, right next to your film. So it, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, but I do think that, uh, independent filmmaking is is gonna is going to survive and and hopefully turn the corner because there are so many impassioned uh, people in independent filmmaking and you can say things do things in independent filmmaking that that you can't do in the larger market uh, you know in, in the larger market what's coming out of WB Paramount the biggest studios. Uh, what they're putting out is, is is comfort food. They're not really they're not really saying anything. They're not really trying to say anything. They're just uh, for the most part uh, eye candy, uh, lots of uh, explosions. Sure, you know, throw the, throw the movie out there. You know? I I would say to your point that in a way Hollywood is at a slight disadvantage when it comes to the art of film because Ooh. they have to aim for a broad audience where an in, an independent can tell a story without that burden. Absolutely. But the, uh, 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 yeah, go ahead. but the go one on. thing that they do have, which, which independents usually don't, or don't even think about is that they understand that you need a marketing budget as an independent. We generally don't think about that side of it. If someone yeah. gives me $60,000, say, to make a movie, I'm not going to put $30,000 to the side for marketing. Right. I'm going to spend $60,000 making the best film that I can, right? Yeah, and every dollar that that, that, that investor puts in, uh, you're going to see it on the screen. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So to me, the key is the marketing and how is that going to evolve? I mean, right now, everybody's trying their best with social media to try yeah. to get the word out. 
I guess the first thing you have to do is have a really good movie, right? That's number one. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. does not hurt. Well, let, 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 me ask, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Now. Sure. Do you think, uh, because I, I, I've done films that just flood the, the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there are so many film festivals around the country now that 30, 40 film festivals, they, they can enter the film into. And if it's a good film, usually it gets recognition. Oftentimes it, the actors of the film itself get, gets recognition. Do you think in an independent film that that helps in, in getting it sold? Or does that just, you know, give confidence uh, to the filmmaker? That is hard to say. I would say that. Like to your point in the nineties, I think that there were fewer festivals and therefore I think they were more respected at that point. Not, mm, not, that the, not that the point. festivals today aren't respected. I mean, I, we have always done, I mean, I've personally always done really well in the festivals, mm, you know, yes. with yeah. my work. And to yeah. me, festivals are for networking. That's the number one thing that you can expect out of other than maybe winning, but to me, yeah. the networking is like the most important part of the festival circuit because you know that it's who you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Or rather, who knows you? Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to find that guy that's got some deep pockets and is willing to make a, a movie, you know, the, the crowdfunding, which I don't totally understand that. John, there's also these. And, and some some of them are terrific movies uh, that are faith based movies, and it seems that raising funds for faith based movies is a little easier than than any other type. You know, these faith based people they they chip in because they they uh, they feel the importance of of this particular film getting out there. And I've been asked to do a, a number of faith-based films. And by and large, they're pretty good. And I, I, I'm totally off of that. So, you know, faith-based films, it seems like right now are doing doing very well. Yeah. I think even no, they are. Or um, whatever genre, other genres out there. I think I've got a couple that I'm trying to develop right now. Um, it's It's certainly a growing market. For sure. Yes. It's probably a reaction yeah. to the way that other films have gone, you know. Um, well, John C., you got to start going to church. Yeah. yeah. You need, need, need to go about a half a dozen churches every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Make your so face known. Passing out cards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might I interest you in a minor motion picture? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. My name is John Norton. John Wesley Norton. I'm a filmmaker. Yeah, but uh, but they they respect it, you know, and they and they and you know what, and they're seen. Yes, they're seen. You yes. know, so yeah. I yeah. did. Uh, I was the director of photography on a faith based film last year, and I want to say that it's got to be getting up to like thirty thousand views, which to someone who doesn't know that that might not sound like a lot. But to independent filmmakers, the numbers are different. That's actually pretty good for yeah. an independent filmmaker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, just to digress with, with independent filmmakers, I think that 
you really have to learn the craft and you really have to be able to make something out of nothing. You have to use your imagination and your genius and your art as a filmmaker and, and think, how can I, how can I make this effect? How can I draw this particular picture? How can I, I make this, this, this move with, 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 with a camera, you know, in all this where you don't have, you know, studio funds that just, uh, just throw all the money you, you want in it to make it happen. You have to, you have to come up with some genius inside yourself to, to make that, uh, that particular scene work. And I think that that, it, it makes independent filmmakers think where, uh, you know, if you're sitting behind that desk in, uh, uh, you know, Warner Brothers or anything, I, I think it's it's more of a, it, you know, it's more of a business thing. Than, sure. Than yeah, yeah, I think there's yeah. there's still a little bit of magic in the movies. I think that, yeah. I mean, I think movies are magic. More so in the older days than now. Today, it's like just throw CGI on it. But to me, the yeah. the magic, the correlation between magic and cinema and magic in the real world is that these magicians often make you see things that you think you see, but you don't really see. And that was the magic mm-hmm. of film back in the day, right? Right, right. I mean, and that's, to me, that's yeah. what was, the, when people said movies are magic, that's, to me, the magic, not yeah, Hitchcock was the king. Wells was the king. You know, these guys, they, well, the magic they created on film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would consider you, honestly, one of the kings of independent film. And if not a king, if you're not uncomfortable with that word, at least an ambassador, <laughs> right? You're an yeah. ambassador yeah. for independent film. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm quite comfortable with the word king. No, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And, uh, ambassador. Yeah. No, thank, thank you very much. I, you know, it, it has, um, independent film has been just, just very good to me. You know, in, in, we touched on this. Well, we spoke of this earlier about where in, you know, studio films and in TV and, and such, uh, an actor is just, uh, is just a tool. And it's very, you know, you hit your mark, you say your line, and, and, and you go to lunch and, and you pick up your check. And they don't ask you to think, you know. Sure. But in independent films, as an actor, you, you have to think. And where... Uh, they don't want your opinion in 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 the big films. And actually, you know, sitting down with a director like yourself, we can we can exchange ideas and we can talk about the dialogue. And I can, you know, express an, an opinion that is listened to. You know, I can uh, uh, suggest a, a line change or or such. A, you know, and it's listened to. And often, you know, people people go with that. Sure. You know? But uh, so I think that's uh, that's just terrific with with uh, independent films. As it's far as, uh, it's less of a expressions. it's less of a machine. Yes. Right. Yes. Because um, yeah. yeah. that's how I see large films. Not that they can't be good. Because I love you know a lot of I mean I I love all kinds of movies, but it seems like the way that they're made can be a little mechanical when you get that much mm-hmm. money involved. Yeah. Right. And where when yeah. you don't have a lot of money involved, I think there is a little bit of freedom 
there's more freedom. Yeah. You know, that comes with that. And yeah. And, and it's not, it's not, it's not movie by committee. It's movie by John Wesley Norton, you know? And no, that's John a, Wesley that's Norton a good point. That's a good John point. Wesley Norton, yeah. <laughs> or, or whoever, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and you, you know, when you, when you do camera for somebody, I mean, that is, you know, that, that people, I don't think realize that, that camera has an opinion. You know, it has, it has literally a, a point of view and depending on who is behind that camera is, is how that story is, is going to be told that and, and, and the editor, I think, it, which oh, right. oftentimes in independent, independent films, the editor and the, the cameraman are the same guy, but I don't think you can realize that, uh, boy, how a good editor can really help your film and how a mediocre editor can just traction no that's true that's true um and if you're looking at uh if you're looking at large films say hollywood films i know some people like like i i kind of put them down a little bit but not really because i love what they do as well and every job on a a large film is held by an extremely talented person um it's so competitive to get to the top that those people yeah. really are at the top of their game and the independents have to think like that too, you know, um, mm-hmm. as few weak links in the chain as possible, you know, staff, yeah. staff, every position with someone who's competent, who's passionate and really wants to make a good film. And, and, and I think though, John, you know, with, 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 the, with the company films, it's so much, you know, even with these very, very talented people, they don't get the movie that they want. Because you know they have to please the, uh, uh, you know what they call the the, the suits, right? The, sure. The uh, you know the, the the bookkeepers and such, and, and that uh, and that movie has to please uh, the greatest amount of, of of people. So the movie that you know that's why I guess there's the, the director's cut. Huh? You know, this is right. the movie the director actually wanted to make. You know. But, yeah, uh, I think that's one thing that I would would bother me if i if being you so used to doing the way the things the way that i want them done if someone stepped in with enough power and was able to dictate how i should do it i think that would really kind of get on my nerves yeah you know yeah i don't know if i could yeah. do it i don't know if i could to be honest yeah but you know people get comfortable you know people get comfortable yeah you know it's hard to you're an artist, John. I mean, you know, you're, you're an artist. And a lot of people, you know, compromise. They, they, they are artists, artists, but they compromise. You say that you don't think you'd be able to do it. I mean, that is what keeps it alive. Yeah, I think they're, I think one of the arts that you have to master, one of the crafts that you have to master in independent film is knowing where to compromise because you almost always have to at some mm-hmm. point, but you have to be true to the things that you don't want to compromise. You know, yeah. you have to put your foot down and say, look, I'm willing to admit that we have to cut a couple days off the schedule. Okay. I'm willing to admit that because of the budget, but this here, what it says right here, this has to happen. We have to have this in the film. And yeah. I think that's just one of those uh, choices that filmmakers have to make. You know, it's, it's not easy and you don't always get what you want but there are certain things that uh they need to learn 
to compromise on otherwise it's like the budget dictates really how many days you can shoot when when you boil yeah. it down that's what it yeah. that's what it means how many days can we shoot right yes. and yes. when you figure yeah. that out that's when you have to look at the script at that point and decide what can i reasonably do in say 15 days right when to do this right i need 20 days so that's yeah. where experience, I think, starts coming in. Yeah. And, and you know, just to, 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 to speak to that point, John, with you personally, I, I love working with you because you never, at least that I have seen, ever really push, push, push or, or get, you know, uh, panicky about, about making the day or whatever. You always seem so... Uh, laid back and so open and uh, uh, taking your time. And yet I don't remember ever one day that, that, that we didn't get what was on the, what was on the program of the call sheet that, that you got everything that, that you set out to get. So I, I think that that's got a lot to do with, uh, uh, you know, as, as the director, so goes the, the cast and, and everybody else. And if the director is, uh, you know, Relax and know what he wants. I, I think that that gives uh, the crew and the, and the cast a lot of confidence. And you've always—I uh, don't mean to be patting your back, but I guess I am—but you've always exuded that. You know. With, well, I, like, I appreciate very easy, that. You're very easy to easy to work with. Well, I appreciate it. I think one of the things that that helps is that I edit my own films and uh-huh. and I write mm-hmm. my own films, of course. But I think the fact that if someone edits their own films then they can be a little looser on set because they can see how it's going to work. Right. Right. If you're not editing the film, I I would, if I wasn't editing my film, I would probably panic a little bit, you know, but I don't need to because I can always scale things back to exactly what I want in the cut. Yeah. And that's how I can see it. And when you got it, you know, you got it. Exactly. You know, yeah. Oh, right. Don't you want another take, John? No, no, I don't need it. I'm fine. Let's go. We'll well, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. That is part of it. Um, yeah. If uh, I think a filmmaker, if they're if they're really good at what they do and they can see the cut in their head, they know that they've got it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't need to spend yeah. extra time that's there that, that will then build up. And then at the end of the day, you're three scenes short, yeah. you know? So yeah. yeah, it's these are all things that you learn as you're coming up as a, a filmmaker, and, yeah. um, and 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 with independent films, you, you gotta you gotta bring your A game to the to the set, you know, because you're not going to get the coverage you get in a, you know in, in in a company film. You gotta, you know, I heard one independent in you that said, you know, this is a set; it's not an acting school, okay. <laughs> I think you may have said that, <laughs> but it's so true. You got to you got to come there, and you, you just got to be uh, prepared. You got to know that you're not you're not going to get uh, the coverage. Maybe no, that's true. That's a, that's another good point, Joe. Because yeah. um, I think that along the same lines, you have to know what your cut is going to be, so you just get the coverage that you want. Now, I as yeah. a director of photography, I've worked with some directors who you can tell don't kind of know what they want. So they will mm-hmm. just overshoot and then they will just yeah. figure it out later. That's their plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen yeah. when you're on a budget and you have time constraints. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a question. I, I saw a, a film that I did about 
20 years ago called together. They just did a screening of it uh, here in Hollywood. They invited us down to Atlanta. Canada. What was it called, Joe? Movie, it was called Together and Alone. And it's a film by uh, Dwayne Whitaker. What they're, what they're calling it now is, uh, I, I think, the, the critics said a minor masterpiece. And uh, it was shot on film, and it was shot in black and white. And uh, it just takes you, I, I just think black and white just takes you to just to another reality, you know, so you know, right first shot. That, Agreed. That, you know, you know. Agreed. And I was going to ask you, have, have, I, I believe you, you started out, when you started out, you started out on film, and have you ever, have you ever worked in black and white, either because of necessity or because you wanted? Um, I've done two black and white films. I probably would not go back to, and those were digital. My first film okay. was was film. I don't think I would go back to film, at least not now. I, I don't know. I don't see mm-hmm. what the advantage is. But yeah. um, I shot a film on an iPhone early on that's black and white, and then I shot an improv comedy that is black and white as well. well okay. And I yeah. like. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think black. I love black and white, and I'm shooting one right now. As a matter of fact, I'm shooting this kind of uh, a thriller. This kind of a black and white. And oh, excellent. So excellent. it's, you definitely yeah. approach the cinematography different. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah. I, I like it a lot. And, 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 and uh, I, I, in, in film, my gosh, man, you knew that that was so expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. to, right. To, <laughs> you know, so you, you just had to get, you had, you had so many feet of film. <laughs> that was it. It's yeah. it is for for people who independent filmmakers who have not shot on film. I don't think they understand that it was a different world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just a different all the way world. through editing the whole package the whole thing was just different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um. It's funny you mentioned that movie because I I saw that movie. Uh, I haven't seen oh, it. You did. I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. But I saw the advertisement for it oh, on okay. a yeah. uh, social media post. And I did not realize you were in it. I just knew because I'm I'm friends with Dwayne Whitaker on Facebook. Oh, okay. So Terrific. that's so yeah. he posted that, and I didn't realize you were God, in that. It's a small world, isn't it? Yeah, small world. Yeah, the yeah. industry is is small. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in fact, it's so small that uh, like every once in a while, I will just pick a random independent film that I've never heard of on you know on streaming somewhere. I'll just pick something. And chances are that you're in it. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a little scary. <laughs> I could probably I could probably do the same thing. And chances are you directed it. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I'm amazed we've only worked together half a dozen times. You know, but we'll fix that. You know, we got a lot of we got a lot of years left to left to work in this business, whether we like it or not. You know. Do you find it, John, that, that it, it, like, you know, we talked earlier that, 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 that film is a language. It, it, it's yes. a language. And I, I, I often, you know, I, I, it's, you know, I think that, that, that film, working in film, it has, it has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with fact. Film talks directly to the heart, directly to the emotion. To the emotions, I, I often, you know, when you know, but I, 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 I ask people, I say, have you ever, have you ever seen anybody in real life 
act like James Dean. You know, have you right. ever, I've seen a lot of people try to act like, you know, but they're just not out there, you know? Sure. But James Dean on film and as a, as an actor, I mean, he was just magnificent. And I was said, because he spoke directly to people's, uh, to young kids and, and rebels out of closet, to their emotions, and to their heart, you know? And it just, it, it, and I, I learned that about acting and, and it gave, uh, it gave me kind of a a license to just get the facts and all this stuff out of out of the way and just realize where my audience is, who, who, who I'm talking to. I'm sorry, I went off on that tangent. No, no. As a matter of fact, yeah. here I'll, I'll add to it. If we're talking about the craft of acting, let's just take you for instance. Let's say that you have been given a script, you read it, you like it, you like your part. How do you approach the character from from the jump? Oh, just, you know, uh, again, uh, emotionally. And I try, you know, because I just, I think that as an actor, I got all of these people living inside my head, you know. I, I had this one uh, lady director, she said, I'm, I'm really interested in what you're going to do with this part. And I said, you know what? So am I. Because I really, you know, I, I study uh, the, the, the character emotionally. And I've, I've gotten to a place in, in myself where I, I trust myself as an actor. And sometimes I, I, I miss. But I trust myself as an actor that once I, I read this script three or four times, that I know who this guy is. And I just... I just I don't want to say wing it or or shoot from the shoot from the hip, but I do. I mean, I, I I do. I I I just whatever you know wherever this wherever this lands, that's where this guy lives in my mind. And ninety percent of the time, it, it it works out. The the other ten percent of the time, it is. Christ, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> are we reading the same script? And I said, oh, well, I'm sorry. What, how did you see this scene? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Joe, but, do, you just, uh, do you just credit that? Do you just credit experience with that approach? I, I, I think so. And, and just, and just uh, trusting my, myself as an actor. You know, I, I think that, and I may be, you know, but I think that, they're actors. I mean, either you can act or you can't. You know, I got a lot of negative in my life, but I, I think that that I can act. I, I, I can do that. That, I, that. that I was created to, among other things, but to, to be an actor. So I trust that. You see John Wayne. It's John Wayne in, 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 in this picture. John Wayne. John Wayne is John Wayne. In every picture, he's John Wayne. I And, and that's great because he's, John Wayne, for God's sake, I'm I'm not John. I think that oftentimes, you know, the I, I think I can play the character, and, and, and hopefully, the audience sees the character uh, more than they see Joe Estevez uh, playing this this character. At least that that's what I hope for. I try to, um, you know, with every actor, even terrific actor, Brando and all these. They, 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 you know, they have the same mannerisms and oftentimes we fall back on things that, you know, I do this little laugh 
when you know I'm in a little bit of trouble on you know, transitioning from one emotion to another, and and as I grow more as an actor, and you never you know stop growing, but I I, I try to I try to stop that. I try to to find a more honest way to, to transition. I, I I watch my hands, or I try to use less of of my hands, and I I try to you know use less of uh, less is more. Oh my God, well, sure. less is more. And I, I try to use uh, less of, of of my face, and I, and I try to I try to use words as a last resort in order to convey an emotion. You know, these are as an actor things that that I, I, I like to work on with the, you know, with the, but, but oftentimes, you know, playing a character, sometimes the, the, uh, uh, the gestures of the hands, the voice, and, you know, they, they kind of dictate it. And, and I, it's, you know, like I said earlier, it's characters. Sometimes they get in the way of who Joe Estevez is, but they all, they all live inside my head, you know, and they all finally, I mean, you know, it's like the three phases of Eve. This is like the, 300 faces of Estevez, but you know, it, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. They want to come out, you know, they get free reign. No, that's very interesting. I mean, no, I, yeah. that's, that's very interesting. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm always interested in all aspects of the, you know, of the business. Um, and that's why I ask actors sometimes, you know, what is it like for you? I mean, how do you go about to building a character? Um, I do have one more question. I know we're running a little bit long, but I, I have one okay, more question that right. I think it for. And advice. I'm sorry, I'm such a big blowhard. John. No, you, no, you know. no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you've worked with a lot of directors, probably a lot of first time directors, um, a lot yeah. of experienced directors. What do you want from a director? What skills and passions does a director have to have to, to make a good film in your estimation? I, I, and I, and I don't want to keep tooting your horns. Yeah, don't, don't do that without mentioning me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I just, I just, if I work with a, a director that has an easy confidence and an act and and a director that will, that will listen and very few people listen, much less, uh, directors, you know, they, they have a, a, a set, uh, picture in mind about what they want to do and that's that's what they're going to do and, and uh they don't want to listen to anybody that, that's going to change the direction of what they they have in mind but if i can work with a director that has the confidence in themselves that if if i feel strongly about a scene in, in a direction that that i would like to, to, to take this scene and and, it, and at least he, he listens to it he may not you, you go with it but at least listen to it I like that. I, I, I like that because I don't ever want to work for a director. I want to work with a director. And if there's a director that I can work with, whether it's his first time in that in that chair or, or his fiftieth time, uh, if I can work with a director, uh, that's that's what I, I, I really enjoy. I, I you know I work with directors. I dread coming on 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 the set because just so. You know, they're just so locked in, and, and you know, it's so much. Sure. Oh, okay, I'll show up, hit my mark, and, and say the lines. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, when they start getting into this and they start directing films, I think a lot of them have the wrong idea about it. 
you're not there to be a dictator. You are there to make sure that everybody else does their job the best that they can do. Yeah. And and, and bring out the best. And and, and may I say, John, on, on, on that front, you know, I, I've, I've directed and I wouldn't like to work with me as a director because I, you know, I, I mean, I, I do a lot of the things that I don't like to see a, a director do, you know, <laughs> and, and for somebody to, you know, I got something in my mind, this is where I want to go. And it, it's hard for me to, to let, let go of that. And I think, you know, that's got a lot to do with, I, I got a lot less confidence in myself as a director than I do as, as, as an actor, you know? So. <laughs> well, Joe, I gotta say, uh, I, I really enjoy talking with you. Uh, this oh, been, it's a blast. It's a blast. Great talking with you. my friend. Yeah, this is, uh, this is some really good advice. And that was one of my goals to, um, to touch upon when we started, when I started thinking about this interview is I really just wanted to hear about the experience that you can bring to other filmmakers, because I, I think that you could be a very good mentor in the realm of independent film with all of your experience. And uh, if someone's out there and they'd like to hire Mr. Estevez, you know, uh, you should reach yeah, out. You got my number. Yeah, <laughs> I got, you, got, my I got number. his number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. John, God bless you. Great chatting with you, you my too, friend. And, 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 and let's stay in touch and, and, and good luck. Thanks so much, Joe. That was Joe Estevez, ladies and gentlemen. I hope all of you entertainment folks out there have learned something, or at the very least, were inspired by some of the topics we covered. Now, what is John smoking? Before I get to that, why do I, or anyone for that matter, smoke cigars? Hmm, well I can't speak for everyone, but for me, they give me an excuse to do nothing. I need that hour or so sometimes to reflect, to think, to ponder, just to consider life, consider decisions that need to be made. And uh, sitting down with a cigar keeps me there for an hour, forcing me to relax, forcing me to think. Cigars are contemplative. Or as Steve Harvey has said, cigars are yoga. That being said, what am I smoking now? I am smoking the Camacho Triple Maduro. It's the only cigar that I know of currently that uses Maduro tobaccos, which is the darker, extra-fermented tobaccos, for the wrapper, the binder, and the filler. Triple Threat! This cigar is dark inside and out, and it has a, a deep taste profile uh, with notes of cedar, roasted nuts, and a lot of black pepper actually on the retrohale. But also I usually pick up notes of, I do pick up notes of coffee and uh, dark chocolate at times as well, um, like I usually do with uh, Maduro wrappers. But this is even more intense because of the, uh, of so much Maduro in the, the mix. Uh, this cigar is a powerhouse And I recommend it for anyone looking for a full-bodied, intense smoke. I'll put a link in the show notes. The Camacho Triple Maduro. So that's it. Four episodes in, and I'm not bored yet. Hope you're not either. In fact, I hope to see you right back here 
next time. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. It does help. I'll see you next time on John Wesley Norton's Boomcast. Boomcast.